This is Cole. Learn how to tell stories in logic. My God. <laughs> You're so, this is so hard. And this is Ron. Yes. I hate your guts. Oh, that's a lie. That's a lie right there. Oh, desperation is a stinky cologne. We are the creative team. Oh, my God. I quit. Well, it's the big hole. Did you really just book that? <laughs> Michael Jordan and The Undertaker. Uh, in your face. One of them has 30 years, and the other one is just Michael Jordan. Woo! Welcome back to another exciting episode of... Oh! The Creative Team. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another exciting episode of... The Creative Team. I am your host, Cole Dawson, and with me, as always, my hashtag team partner, Ron Kilborn. How you doing today, bud? Today is a beautiful day because it is a well-renowned holiday if you're a wrestling fan. It is 316 when this drops, and there is a lot of stone-cold news in the wrestling world, Cole. Did you kind of catch a glimpse on the interwebs slash the, the wrestling TVs that uh, one Austin Stone of the Stone Cold fame uh, will be appearing at WrestleMania to confront one Kevin Owens. I, I had not heard that yet. I was pretty sure that that was a you know a foregone conclusion because I don't think they would have had uh, one Kevin Owens out in the ring in a cowboy hat trashing Texas uh, if they weren't relatively certain that this was going to happen. Um, I, I wish this would have happened six weeks ago. So we could have actually got Austin on Raw a few times and done something. Um, or for this news to not happen at all. I just, I feel like WWE is kind of in desperation mode at the moment. Uh, because ticket sales are not going swimmingly uh, for this 200,000 seats they have to sell for this two-day event. So uh, they needed something. Uh, I, I wouldn't be shocked if... Uh, Within the week, uh, ticket prices have righted themselves, and or if they full on sold out within hours of Austin making whatever announcement he did make, um, why don't you go ahead and and let us know? So what is officially official now? Well, on Raw, Kevin Owens straight up called out by name Stone Cold Steve Austin instead of the cryptic "I hate Texas" promos, and then uh, on Twitter which is a thing that advances storylines in today's modern wrestling. Uh, Austin went on there and said, one last can, you piece of trash, and tagged Kevin Owens in it. And the, the world is buzzing. Uh, so we know that Stone Cold Steve Austin was going to be at WrestleMania because they, aver- they advertised him in the commercial. Be- as be- I thought he was going to be the host. And as, yeah. far, as far as the Kevin Owens thing is concerned, when he was cryptically you know, destroying Texas... I thought we as wrestling fans and uh, all the journalists out there were putting all of our eggs in one basket. Uh, I thought we were just going to get Taker to come out and just choke slam him and tombstone him because he's a Texas boy too. But we're all just assuming Stone Cold because we fantasy book everything. But yes. it's, it's, it's closer and closer becoming more of a reality, and it's making me very excited for WrestleMania. But yeah, I am the one at the top of the rooftop screaming that I hate two-day events. I love Saturday events, but two days, a hundred thousand seat arena, uh, that's a tall order. Well, let me say, let me say this though. Can you imagine being one of the people that bought a ticket, a one night ticket for like night one or whatever, or night two, and now Austin's going to be there, and you have no idea which night he's going to be on necessarily, 
that like to me that's the only thing that would prevent me from going to mania for a two-day event like personally being at home watching it i loved the two-day wrestlemania event i think it's fucking awesome that i get like i got like a two and a half hour show one day and then another two and a half hour show the next day and i didn't have to sit through nine hours of wrestlemania like we did you know the previous couple few years um because by the time just by the time wrestlemania even starts after the two-hour pre-show bullshit like you're already feeling it and then if you get any good matches in the first half like you're done by the time like you're just like all right all right four more matches okay okay like it's so it, the burnout is a real thing for a seven-hour WrestleMania event. Um, for sure. So so for that reason, I like the two-day event. But if I bought a ticket uh, and I was not going to be there on the day Austin is going to make his return match, I'd be really fucking pissed right now. Oh, absolutely. And this is why I don't like the two-day thing, because I am for the idea of just going back to having one three-and-a-half-hour show. And if uh, you didn't work hard enough to get on the card, you didn't work hard enough to get on the card. And I think that's I, that, that's what we need to go back to. All the best performers and all the most over people are on the card. And I, I really think they, that they've adopted the participation trophy with, with Mania, uh, with a lot of uh, characters, with the Andre the Giant Battle Royal and the numerous six-man tags and, like, the eight-man ladder matches. <laughs> they, they throw everything at the wall. Uh, and uh, I, I, pre I prefer one three-hour show. And it, it, I think it would drive competition within the company more, too. Uh, the only problem I have with that idea is that there really is no competition within the company. It's just the whim of an, of an, of you know a crazy seventy year old man at this point. And so, uh, the best you know sometimes the best workers like you know we how we've seen it so many times over the last twenty years. Like Zack Ryder got over, and they just refused to put him on TV or give him a push or do anything with him. Um, because he went over and got over on his own. We saw it with Dean Ambrose, who was probably the most over character of the Shield, but he wasn't uh, Vince's guy or Triple H's guy, so he just kind of got pushed to the side and got to be the third act, even though he was clearly the biggest star of that group at the time. Um, now, you know, looking back now, where Roman Reigns is at finally, um, you could kind of, you know, maybe, all right, you got that one right, Vince, but, like, I, I, how long did it take, you know, Brian Danielson to finally break through in WWE um, in spite of the fact that he was the most over guy in the company? CM Punk, like, it, it just, to me, leaving it up to Vince deciding who's the best guy would suck, especially since uh, how many celebrity matches are going to be on Mania this year? A lot. Yeah, so that's that's three spots that are gone because they'd rather book Bad Bunny and uh, Johnny Knoxville. So, like, ah, oh. so I I'm okay with everyone getting on Mania as long as they keep it at two day a two day event. Maybe don't book a hundred thousand seat arena uh, two days in a row. That might not be the best thing, but. Um, I, I kind of like the two-day event. If it's going to be a seven-hour show, then let's break it up. But I, I'd be okay with them maybe doing a four-hour mania. And then all the rest of the pay-per-views can be two and a half hours or three hours max. But mania can get the fourth hour. Yeah, they got to work on the formatting because they're 
trash formatting is the reason why we got an 18-second Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio match at WrestleMania. Yeah, that too. But was that that was the year before they went to two days, right? Yes. Yeah, which is that that's my point. If you're going to make it, you know, if you're going to try to book 17 matches on Mania, then it needs to be a two-day event so that nobody gets that shit end of the deal. And, yeah, it, it's... <sighs> WrestleMania has been frustrating for basically, you know, 15 years now. It's been kind of frustrating. Well, I'm excited for this WrestleMania because this is going to be the first WrestleMania where it's a it's all systems go. It's Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, with COVID and all that. Yeah. COVID, we have the go ahead to pack this as much as we can and I'm hoping that this Austin news uh maybe, you know, gets another 20,000 heads in the in the building. I mean, Texas is going to come alive for Austin, for an Austin return. And and I'm hoping uh, yeah, I want I It'd be nice if they packed the stadiums, but I really, really would like to see a hot crowd like for Mania last year. Last year's Mania crowd was pretty solid both days, and uh, so that that was nice. I, I would like to see that again. But, uh, you know, especially after we just watched a pay-per-view where the crowd was dead for like 75% of the show, um, I just I hope it's a good crowd. I know they're going to pop. Like they're they're gonna blow the roof off when Austin comes out, if if in fact he is coming out with the music and in gear and all that shit, I think it was, it's gonna be a really cool moment. Yeah, and like his his wrestling style, you know, it's perfect. You know, Kevin is gonna bump his ass off for him. He's gonna, they both have that badass but like can be funny, you know, mentality with both of their characters. Uh, I I just think you know that they're clo- they're friends in real life. Uh, the, he's actually he's actually given him the stunner like years ago. There, there's there's meat on the bone there, and I'm excited. And if Austin's excited to come back and do something, you know it's gonna be fucking awesome. And I can't wait. Uh, I I the second it even became like a possibility, I looked into tickets. But I was like, man, no, yeah, because uh, Caddy and I were looking at ticket prices last week. It was like thirty bucks to sit in like decent seats too, yeah. not like the super nosebleeds. But like last week, we were really talking about. You know, this would be, you know, right now would be a good time to buy Mania tickets because even if, you know, you pay for a flight to Dallas or if you're going to drive, whatever. Uh, although at this point with gas prices, it might be cheaper to fly. <laughs> and but I can I'm almost like, guarantee yeah. you that uh, when the first night, I guarantee you there's going to be some sort of specials to upgrade to a two-day. Yeah, and but well, if there's still tickets available for sure. But I mean, I mean even two-day tickets were 85 bucks last week. Dang. For Mania, for, like, decent seats, not, like, way in the back row. Like, 85 bucks for, like, middle mid-level seats. Uh, so uh, I, I bet I, I'd be willing to bet that maybe ticket prices have changed uh, now that Austin's out there. And uh, hopefully on Monday Night Raw, we get Austin uh, officially accepting the challenge. The thing that sucks about this whole thing is now I'm going to have to fucking watch Raw. <laughs> Which is great. You know, if if wrestling can make you tune in to to Raw, uh, I think that that means the wrestling world is doing okay. Because I skim through Raw. I am privileged to have the the Hulu version of Raw, which is ninety minutes. Yeah. It's a ninety and then, minute, and, and then you could still fast forward. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, the ninety minute version of Raw, which means they're only putting what advances the storylines on TV. All the other minuscule bullshit can just. Oh, kinda... yeah, oh yeah, so the matches just you know. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Well, the matches that actually involved storyline. But just yeah. one-off matches, they kind of leave off and stuff like that. 
But uh, you know, you alluded to Zack Ryder and getting himself over and the and the company not allowing it. One person that got himself over and the company could not do anything about it, and for all my money, uh, had the biggest business boom behind him is the man we're talking about today. Well, one of the men we're talking about today. The other could be argued that business was bigger or, you know, he started the whole thing. It's a highly debated subject between the two of who's the greatest of all time. And you know what? I don't tell anyone that they're wrong when they pick either guy. <laughs> yes. I think it's, uh, you know, well argued for both guys. And I think that any wrestling historian out there will tell you that this is the the money match that got away. This would be high box office attraction in the early uh, 2000s. And uh, I'm excited to discuss how we get there today. Of course, I'm talking about Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Hulk Hogan. Whichever version of Hulk Hogan you want to come up with. That's why we're here today, because it's a special Take It Up With Creative, where we get to turn back the time and uh, either rewrite some history or uh, write some wronged history. And uh, last week, I got to tell you, Cole, uh, this was like the first time where, you know, a few heads kind of gave us, uh, you know, positive feedback and really liked what we did with uh, the dream match that could have been Eddie Guerrero versus Shawn Michaels. Yeah, you know, I think it was was probably our best take it up with creative so far uh, in that we both really had great ideas that when we put it together, we came up with one, like, really, really dynamite storyline, um, the kind of thing that people may have been talking about still to this day. Uh, you know, like, we haven't had a lot of great blood feuds in wrestling for the last 20 years. Um, I, I think, bef- I mean, right now, currently, we're, we just saw the, the blow-off for, for probably the best of this century, maybe? But definitely this di- the last decade or so um with cm punk and mjf i think we'd have to go back to like sean and jericho's feud really to have something come this close and before that like maybe eddie guerrero and jbl but i mean feuds have really gone the way of the dodo in professional wrestling so i mean this is one that just would have been lights out it but the, the best thing about this match with Hogan and Austin for me is that there was no buildup necessary. Like we literally could have just like shown up like, Hey man, I don't have an opponent for, for WrestleMania. Uh, what the hell? And Austin could have showed up and been like in the ring, like somebody, anybody come challenge me. And they could have played Hogan's music and it would have been the biggest thing ever. Like it would have been amazing. It would have been terrible booking, but. (laughs) Oh, but I mean, but it'd be smart booking because all right, we don't need to overthink this. They yeah. are already the story. Yeah, pretty much. So, um, yeah, I don't think we'll go. I, I didn't. I we're not going to go quite as in depth this week at building the story up. I don't think. Um, at least I'm not. Um, but uh, yeah, the Sean and Eddie one was a lot of fun. I'm hoping we can get into some more like that where there's just the possibilities are really endless. Um, you know, whereas Austin Hogan's story writes itself. You just need to put these two together in a ring and have them look at each other and maybe one of them looks looks a little side-eyed and we've got a match for mania and no one cares like i mean it <laughs> this is a this one was one of those things that the fans built up for so many years that it never really mattered it just needed to happen um but yeah sean and eddie i, I think we did some great 
work last week and thank you to the people that reached out to us and raved about it. I, I know that uh Caddy and I had a good ten minute conversation about this and he had he threw in his two senses in as well. Um so yeah, I, I that's a subject we really could revisit, you know. It, it just Sean and Eddie, the idea of that match is incredible. Um and it's a little bit kind of the other side of the coin for this one. Today we're talking about box office, you know, biggest characters really of all time, whereas Sean and Eddie would have been like the two greatest wrestlers, you know, bell to bell of all time. So uh, it just, you know, goes to show how diverse professional wrestling really is. Yeah, because this match, Austin Hogan, tops, it should just be 10 minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is not going to be a 25-minute five-star classic at all. But no. uh but and, it is. And, and, and Yes. In the sense well, that it, Rock and Hogan was a five-star classic to me. Yes, to me as well. Like, you know, it's uh, when we start talking about the people who get, you know, who are famous for their their star ratings, um they're fucking completely full of shit. Is really what it comes down to. They don't know goddamn thing about the wrestling business and, you know, the fact that we've had, you know, more five-star matches the last 3 years than in 35 years of WWF uh, and WWE goes to show you how little his opinion matters. So, <laughs> yeah, slightly biased, slightly biased. <laughs> yeah. Well, Cole, uh, you know the drill, buddy. You want to kind of get us into what happened in uh 2002, 2003 or do we even need to filibuster like this because for all you uh historians out there, Austin walked out in 02. The whole thing yep. with Brock Lesnar happened and uh, we had no Austin, but we sure as sh- we sure as shit had Hogan. And, uh, well, that's what's funny, too, um, when we go through this. Um, so, yes, I do have my notes here. So we're, we're, we'll just start from WrestleMania 19, because sorry, WrestleMania 18, because we're, we're building up to 19. Uh, what actually happened at 19 is Austin had his last match against The Rock. Hogan wrestled Mr. McMahon for his career, and that was great. And, of course, we all know what happened at WrestleMania 18. Uh, that's when Austin... Uh, wrestled Scott Hall and they had a seven minute match uh, and we could all tell that Austin wasn't very happy about the whole situation. And then um, people forget Austin walked out the next day, the day after WrestleMania, the raw, he no showed and didn't show up. And Vince went out and cut a scathing promo on Monday night raw uh, against Austin. And, and basically, you know, said he's being a bitch and (laughs) throwing a hissy fit. And, um, so, but Austin did come back in April, so he wasn't gone for very long. He just took a week off, you know, said he was he was exhausted and tired and da-da-da-da-da, whatever. Um, and he came back, he feuded with The Undertaker, feuded with Big Show, and then they set up the Brock angle, or they pitched to him that we we're going to have you lose to Brock on Monday Night Raw with no build-up, no story, no nothing. And uh, Austin said, no thanks, I'll be going home, and then he took the rest of the year off. Um Hogan's story was not all that much different. Uh, he, you know, we had the match at Mania where he lost to Rock, and then uh, the fans obviously were just in love with Hogan. They were just so happy he was back. It basically tipped, forced their hand to give him a title match at April at Backlash, uh, where he won the undisputed heavyweight championship of the world from Triple H, only to lose it a month later in May to the Undertaker at Judgment Day. Uh, then at King of the Ring, he loses to Kurt Angle uh, via tap out. The first time we saw the Hulkster tap out. Um, and then he had a short, a very short couple week tag title run with Edgeward 
And then in August, um, Brock Lesnar and Hogan had a match um, where Brock won and then destroyed Hogan and left him in a bloody mess after. And then Hogan took the rest of the year off. So in reality, um, there really was no opportunity to build this matchup if it were to happen at 19. Uh, both of these guys were gone until January. Um, so in reality, if they were going to do it, they would have had to start something real quick in January and thrown it together. But again, like we said, this match didn't need a buildup. They could have bumped into each other at any point and been like, hey, WrestleMania, cool. And the fans would have lost their shit. It would have been fine. They didn't have to have a heel or anything. Just say, hey, man, I always wanted to know if I was, you know, if I was better than you. Now's my opportunity to, you know, to, to you know, let's prove it at Mania. Let's see who the best ever is. Okay, handshake, you know, drink a beer, go home. Like, that's all they needed to do. But that's not what we're going to do today, ladies and gentlemen. No. So um, we're going to pretend both of these guys were healthy and uh, not on the rag and were around for the whole year and uh, hopefully get us a nice build-up to WrestleMania 19. Um, would you like to do the honors, or do you want me to go first? Uh, you know what? I think I might let you go first this time. Okay, I shall do so. Um, this one's going to be easy. I'm not going to have to read my notes too much. Um, I, you know, I, 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 I'd like to hope Ron edits me down all the times I'm going ah, da 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 and the notes and thing. Um, but you know, it's Ron. So <laughs> yeah, and the fact that this is Cole who doesn't listen to our own show, I can get away with that. <laughs> oh, so for me, this is really simple. My story picks up the night after WrestleMania 18, where obviously the NWO was not going to work. Uh, one thing that we did cover here, uh, if you want to go back to another Take It Up with Creative, um, trying to make the NWO work uh, when they invaded WWE, but that's another podcast. Go listen to it. Uh, so I would still do the same thing they did where the NWO attacks Hogan the night after WrestleMania. But in my world, Austin is not going to take his ball and go home and throw a hissy fit. We're going to have Austin be the one that makes the save because obviously The Rock is pretty well on his way to being a heel. He's also got one foot at the door uh, to make movies. So I'm going to do the NWO beatdown and bring back X-Pac right away. And uh, But I'm going to have Austin make the save. And then I'm just going to have them uh, you know, shake hands, drink a couple beers, and go off the air. And I'm not going to start a budding bromance or anything like that. It's just, that's it. It was business. You know, Austin's got heat with the NWO right now. They beat up Hogan. He came to his, his aid. They drink some beer, and we'll just leave it at that. Uh, but we're going to keep having, they're going to keep having their individual problems with the NWO leading up to SummerSlam, right? We got SummerSlam coming up. We need a big match. And we're going to, you know, keep this NWO thing rolling and keep it alive somehow by hook or by crook. And we're going to have a Hogan and Austin tag match at SummerSlam against the NWO. I'm going to keep Hogan out of the title picture. I know it's, you know, it was cute that he got one more title run. It was nice for the fans. It was just a, a cute throwaway one month thing for us. But I'm going to eliminate that from my uh, my my historical books. Um and I'm just going to have Rock and, or Hogan and Austin are going to take out the NWO at, at SummerSlam, and we'll just put an exclamation point on that. And they're going to go their separate ways. They'll be, I'll have them be on the same show so that it's still there, so I won't have them on opposite shows or whatnot. So that when the Survivor Series rolls around, 
I can have Hogan and Austin tag again. They'll be the sole survivors. End of the show. Again, we're just going to drink beer. Hogan must pose. All the good stuff's going on. But they're not going to have any kind of conflict. And that's just going to roll. They're not going to work together. They won't see each other again on TV until the Royal Rumble. And in the Royal Rumble at this point, I think I believe Brock is the champion at this point, And I love that. I'd like to keep that. Uh, he won the belt at SummerSlam from The Rock that year. So let's absolutely roll with that. But uh, in my Royal Rumble, I'm going to have Hogan and Austin both as participants in the Royal Rumble 2003. And so I'll have Hogan in there somewhere about like 18, 19-ish. And he'll go in there and he'll get a couple big boots in. He'll get all the stuff. But then I've got Big Show. I've got, you know, Nash. I've got a couple other guys there. They're going to start putting the boots to Hogan somewhere around number 22. And that's when we get the glass to shatter. Here we go. It's like three on one against Hogan. But here comes Austin into the ring. And Austin cleans house. Stunners for everybody. Eliminates everyone. Close, you know, clears the ring. Takes about, I don't know, a minute and 45 seconds to get that done. And then it's just Austin in the ring. And at that point, Hogan's in the corner pulling himself up in the corner. Austin looks at him. They step towards each other in the center of the ring. And the 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. No chance in hell hits. Here comes Mr. McMahon, the only person that could get Hogan and Austin to stop from beating each other up at the moment, coming down to the ring. And, of course, I'm going to have Vince with the disgusted look on his face. And a little bit of fear. He's going to be a little hesitant to get in the ring because it's Austin and Hogan. And they've both got heat with Vince. They've both got, you know, their their history with Vince. And we all know about it. And just before he gets in the ring, I'm going to have from behind the attack, uh, NWO, or Shane O'Mac comes in from behind. A couple other guys, Vince's henchmen, whoever's working with them at the time. And they're going to eliminate Austin and Hogan. And then Vince will just gladly walk away and not actually enter the rumble. And uh, somewhat, And then Kurt Angle can win to go on to face Brock, and that's fine. That leads us up to No Way Out 2003. We've got Hogan and Austin taking on the McMahon. Shane and Vince McMahon at No Way Out. Uh, and we can even make it a cage match. Or, I mean, just something fun, no DQ, all the stuff. So we've got blood, we've got guts, we got all the fun of Vince McMahon wrestling matches. Uh, and, and of course, this is going to eliminate his match at Mania this year, which was actually a really great match. Hogan and, and Vince was wonderful. Another another one, to, you know, to put a check mark next to for people that think Hulk Hogan can't work. Like, he had great matches with Vince McMahon and the Ultimate Warrior. Get the fuck out of here with Hogan can't wrestle. Like, <laughs> go away, go somewhere else. Like, learn what wrestling is, man. Anyway, uh, so after the match, Hogan and Austin, of course, victorious. We got stunner. We got leg drops. We got, you know, big boot into a stunner. Like, it's going to be fantastic. Like, Shane's going to bump around like a madman for these guys. And, of course, Vince is taking the pinfall. And, again, Hogan must pose. Austin must drink beer. And so they're in the ring. They hit the cheer spot. And in that moment... We get a stone-cold stunner on Hulk Hogan in the middle of the ring at the end of No Way Out. 
Next night on Raw, we get the promo. Yeah, you know what, Hulkster, that's great. Um, you know, you were the guy for years and years and years. You carried the banner. You know, you, you helped ignite the wrestling wars. You're, you're, the, you're the greatest of all time, but I think at this point, my name deserves to be in that conversation. I deserve to be in consideration for being the greatest of all time, and I'm challenging you, WrestleMania 19, let's figure out once and for all who the greatest wrestler of all time is. Hogan versus Austin is set. And uh, for me, I have Austin going over at WrestleMania 19 to be dubbed the greatest professional wrestler of all time. So that's it for me. Uh, I, like I said, this one's one of those where we don't need a big blood feud. We don't need to dig in and, and, and find a reason. We don't really need a heel turn because Austin stunning Hogan isn't necessarily going to get heel heat at any point. It's going to get a huge pop. And, uh, you know, if Austin just says, hey, bud, you know, sorry, but uh, I want to wrestle you at Mania. So that's it for me, yeah. I like it a lot. Like, you know, you said you uh, had bullet points and you didn't have a lot of notes, but you actually had quite a few stops on the way to their match, and I was really impressed. Um, I do like the visual of them teaming against the McMahons. I think that's, uh, I think yes. that's something cool. Uh, I like the, the tease at the Royal Rumble. I I uh, I'm a little risky that you had some physicality between the two before their match, uh, but I think that'd be great TV. Well, no, but that's it. They well, well, yeah, we got the stunner. Yes, we got the stunner before the match. But at Rumble, they don't actually get. They do the Ultimate Warrior Hogan spot. They basically circle and get ready to go, and then Vince interrupts that. So so they don't actually ever touch along the way until the stunner and then the challenge for me. Awesome. Yeah, no, I, I love that you had a couple, a, a few stops, which, you know, will play into the differences between yours and my storyline because I, like you, agree that this did not need any sort of buildup at all. I, I, I cultivated this and I piled this up into one evening and just a classic promo. Like, I, like when I thought about this, I was like, there's so much meat on the bone as far as a story goes. If we can get these guys in the ring and have them cut a promo and have them talk, you know, I think it'd be freaking magic because they both have claims to the throne. They both can give the give each other shit, you know, and there's just so much, again, there's just so much meat on the bone. So I took a different approach, and I'm excited to talk about it. So, as you know, at No Way Out, uh, Bischoff is, you know, running wild with his, uh, with his you know, antics and his uh, heel GM-ness and all that stuff, and he's, you know... He hurt a good old JR and, and all that stuff. And then for whatever reason, there was a stipulation where Vince is going to fire Eric and Eric says, I'll do anything. And uh, Vince is going to put him in the kiss my ass club. He says, I'll do anything. I just won't do that. And so Vince, you know, says, all right, fine. Well, I have a better idea. Since you won't be joining the kiss my ass club, you'll be joining the get my ass kicked club. And at no way out, you will be facing a returning stone cold Steve Austin. And this was Austin's big return since walking out. He came back in No Way Out to beat the teetotal shit out of Eric Bischoff. The stage was set for him to just beat the shit out of Eric, 12 teen stunners, and then a beer bath, and, you know, we go home. And that's what we got, and it was fantastic. The whole, that was the reason why I bought the pay-per-view. Uh, and, you know, the stage is set for just Bischoff to just get his ass kicked by Stone Cold. So I kept that in there. I thought that's a good that's a good return. So 
I would have had Vince make this a lights out match, the Stone Cold and uh, Eric Bischoff thing, because he wants this to be after the pay-per-view, so he has time to go out there and watch it for himself. And so that's what he does. He comes out there strutting that ass, doing the boss walk. He comes and sits, sits down and, and wants to see this awesome show. He wants to see the return of his biggest star beating up the, his former bitter rival on the other side at WCW. And we get the match, and it's just, you know, it's what we got. You know, it's just Austin returning JR's back. Stone Cold! Stone Cold! And JR is on fire this night because he's just like, beat up that son of a bitch! Kick his ass! And it was, it, like, go out of your way and watch it. It's 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 a, such a fun segment to watch Stone Cold return in jeans and beat the shit out of Eric Bischoff, who sold his ass off, and uh, just JR just celebrating and being so happy on commentary. So we get some shenanigans because Bischoff does like pull off a low blow. It even happens in the match. You know, Austin sells a little bit for Bischoff. Anybody who gets kicked in the dick is going to sell something. And then, you know, Austin gets the upper hand. And then all of a sudden, and it's Hulk Hogan. He comes to the stage and, oh, no. What does he have in his hand again? Oh, Jesus. He's got another bazooka. And he's pointing at Austin's ATV. Oh, Jesus, no. Oh, no. Oh, my God. The ATV's on fire. The crowd is going ape shit. Oh, my God. All right, I'm sorry. I just had to get that in there for Caddy because anytime I have a Hogan story, every time I have a Hogan oh. story, he needs to blow something up. Okay, but anyway. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We take requests. <laughs> <laughs> oh but in reality and we can circle back to that and talk about leaving it in or whatnot uh but <laughs> yes but the uh, hogan bazooka spot forever <laughs> but in real life in real life hogan just doesn't come out to he doesn't come out to music at all he, he just like kind of walks to the ring and like and doesn't really know that the audience doesn't really know the audience is just going ape shit because hogan is coming down and he he comes down and just distracts Austin. You can tell he's there to distract Austin. And, you know, uh, just whatever the case, you know, for I think we shot, we ought to keep the ATV getting blown up because the way I had this ending <laughs> is that he does That'd something to distraction. <laughs> yeah, he does something to distract Austin and Austin gets counted out. So the way I go home is that we don't get the, blood, the beer bath. We go home with Bischoff winning on a technicality because of Hogan. And you know, there's no physicality between between Hogan and 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 Stone Cold. We're just left with a bunch of questions. And holy shit! And we have Bischoff, Austin, Hogan, and Vince just at the end of a pay per view, just kind of all like, "What the fuck?" And Austin, at his big return, loses to Eric Bischoff in the dumbest possible way. Doesn't get pinned at all. Just gets counted out because now we're all distracted because Austin is walking up a ramp towards Hulk Hogan. So we all got to tune into Raw the next night. And this is the big selling point for me because I thought about what this promo could be and I'm just frothing at the mouth at what the dialogue could be. But we start Raw the next night with Eric Bischoff in the ring because when, whenever the top general manager heel wins something, he's got to start the show the next day to start gloating. And right? celebrate like a piece of shit. Yes, <laughs> and here we go. Eric, and Eric's in the ring. He's like, did you really think I was going to let Vince McMahon put me in a position like that without having a trick up my sleeve? Let me remind you that I made a living and my mark in this industry being one step ahead of Vince McMahon. And then Vince comes out 
and he's strutting that ass, but he's pissed off. And he, he, he tells Eric straight up, he's like, you took my creation and used it against me. I took your trash and outdid myself. And in the end, my name is on all your paychecks. And then all of a sudden, glass shatters. And Steve Austin comes out, and he's like, Ain't nobody create Stone Cold but Stone Cold. Vince McMahon didn't win the Monday Night Wars. Stone Cold won the Monday Night Wars, and that's all I got to say about that. And, you know, Hogan comes out now, and now we have Austin, Hogan, Bischoff, and McMahon in the ring all together. You got just the Mount Rushmore of the Monday Night Wars, the Monday Night Wars in the ring right now. So you got that, just the crowd just eating that up, just the visual. And Hogan just gets on the mic and says, Well, you know something, Stone Cold. While you were rattling off your delusions on how you're the biggest name and star on this stage, you failed to mention that Hulk Hogan built the damn stage, brother. There would be no business for you to make it in. There would be no WrestleMania bonus checks. Long story short, and this is the most important part, without the immortal Hulk Hogan, there damn sure wouldn't be a Stone Cold Steve Austin Jack. Big ass like... Oh, man. Like, Austin, like, you know, he just kind of, kind of like, you know, ponders, checks his watch, scratches his head, does all the Austin shtick, and, you know, just gets on the mic. Is that right? The Hulkster? Hulkamania? Eat your vitamins? Say your prayers? 24-inch pythons? WrestleMania 1? WrestleMania 2? WrestleMania 3? 4? Five, six, seven, eight, nine. You're immortal. You're gonna Hulk up, son. I know what you are and what you've done, but after last night, your ass belongs to Stone Cold Steve Austin, and I'm laying out the challenge right here and now. Stone Cold Steve Austin wants a piece of Hulk Hogan's ass at WrestleMania 19, and the Texas Rattlesnake is gonna take a bite out of the 24-inch pythons, and that's the bottom line because Stone Cold said so. And then the freaking stage is set. Oh, everything was said. Vince called out Eric. Eric called out Vince. Hogan called out Steve. Steve called out Hogan. And you just have a stage set for the ages. And, like, I want this match to be treated like what it is. Like, the biggest box office draw match in the history of ever. You know, I would say, like, have, like, make it look like a big-time boxing match. Like, where they had just random spectators just around the ring. I would put, like... Tyson out there. I would put Mr. T out there. I would put just all of the all of the big success stories from both of these guys past just as spectators, just I don't know, fucking taking notes, just observing, be, having a front row seat beyond the front row for the greatest match of all time. Just make it a big fight feel. Vince is out there. Eric's out there. Everybody's out there just watching this match unfold. And I even have the finish of this match laid out cuz my gosh, uh I say Austin hits the Fez press, hits his fucking fuck you uh, elbow drop. One, two, kick out, Hulk up. Oh, the crowd's going absolute ape shit. Oh, man. They're freaking going ape shit. Hulk Hogan's hulking up and all that shit, right? And then Austin, he hits them, hits them the three times. He gets pointed at, but before Austin throws that big punch, he flips him off, goes to punch him. Hogan blocks. One, two, three. Shoots him off, goes for the big boot. Austin catches the catches the leg, spins him around. In my world, uh, in my world, Hulk Hogan can complete that spin on one leg. <laughs> he spins him around, goes for the stunner, hooks the hooks the head. 
Hogan shoves him off and then actually hits him with the big boot, hits the leg drop, one, two, kick out, the whole audience blows. Hogan says, fuck it, one more time, goes for the leg drop again, but this time Ho- uh, Austin moves, classic fucking uh, Ultimate Warrior Hogan finish, but this time Hogan just sells up, takes one stunner, one stunner, and that's it. Austin goes over. We both have Austin going over at WrestleMania against Hulk Hogan. I just, ah, oh, I'm putting myself in there right now. I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I'm sitting next to Mr. T, just marking out right now, just watching this match unfold. Anyway, that's my story. All the detail I put into it was around one promo, just because I thought like a 20-minute segment of these two talking would just be a ratings booster for the ages. Well, I uh, so I do like because I did forget to mention the Bischoff match for Austin at No Way Out. It was in my notes, so I'm glad you brought it up. Uh, I'd be willing to counter with uh, Bischoff being involved. It, it being Hogan and Austin versus Bischoff, Shane and Vince in a handicap match. That would be awesome. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I the promo is absolute gold. Um, I think that's absolutely the promo that needs to happen regardless of how, how we got there. That needs to be the promo, 100%. You know, Hogan taking all the credit for building, you know, the empire that is WWE. Um, you know, Austin clinging to the fact that he won the Monday Night Wars when it's all said and done because he was the top guy. And, uh, you know, it's his rise to fame that flipped the, the, the balance of power in professional wrestling absolutely 1000% that's the promo um but and i really love the idea of bringing back mr t and and getting tyson like trying to get these guys um what i might what i might suggest is that if we're going to the if we're going to start this the monday night after no way out which which we both kind of agreed that's where where that that we should actually put together that these guys are going to wrestle and we should wait until that last moment after that pay per view to make this match a reality, um, and that that's I, I'm glad we agree there. Uh, I'd like to see maybe we do some segments where we go to you know wrestlers in the back sitting down asking them you know about this and then you know maybe we get to some celebrities we get Mr T we get Tyson we get you know, uh, other athletes. This would be a perfect time to just to, to 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 really make this feel like the biggest match in the history of the business. Um, yeah, I had so this I, uh, I had this side angle with it because, and I and I kind of like brought it back because I was like, oh, maybe a little too much Gaga. This match doesn't need so much around it. But uh, since you had so many stops, I feel like I feel like I have a little more confidence just to present it to you because I yeah. think you you will definitely love the subject at hand. But maybe it might still be too much because I was going to have like, you know, you, you said segments leading up to the match because really it's just one month. I do love yeah. the, I do love the aspect of all these people having interviews about this being the best, be, biggest match ever. And they can have like announcements on who's going to be there. Like there could be a Mr. T announcement. Oh, there yeah. Could be, there could be Mike Tyson announcement. And they can have like, you know, packages on what they contributed to both these guys in their run. Uh, St- Stallone could be out there. That'd be fucking awesome. Stallone uh, out there, out there being a spectator, but anyway, my angle was that that uh, both Vince and Eric both agreed that you know we can't just put uh, this match in the hands of a regular referee, and that both of them want to do it. 
and they and you know they can't agree on who referees the match because both of them have a bias and uh and so i i proposed like them having a match at wrestlemania winner referees the match but we end up not getting any of that because the audience doesn't want any of that and we end up getting a returning brett the hitman Hart to referee this match <laughs> brett hart the man that, for all intents and purposes, created Stone Cold Steve Austin as a bill-to-bill wizard and the guy that should have made him to begin with. You talk about, you talk about having a dog in the fight uh, and making this match bigger, uh, having Bret Hart you know, rub shoulders with both of them as a referee in that match uh, was my other angle, but it was the thing that I brought back because I thought the match didn't need so much more around it. Uh, but that was my little pitch that I thought you would appreciate just because I involved Mr. Hart. Uh, it, it's definitely a good pitch. I think that in this particular matchup, I'd lean towards not having extra bullshit around it. I don't want Bischoff and Vince involved. Um, I want that everything involved with them. I want it completely blown off by no way out. And then, you know, if they want to fuck with these guys after Mania, that's fine. But I, I really need this match to stand alone and just be about Austin versus Hogan. Um, and then we can build Gaga in after it. If we want to do a return or we want these guys to, you know, shake hands or, or be friends going forward, you know, have mutual respect for each other, whatever we want to do, that's fine. Um, but the idea of having Brett be the special referee for the match just adds another layer of insanity to this and really makes it like the greatest WWF, you know, people of all time in one ring at the same time and that's really the only capacity in which brett could be involved um i mean because we saw him attempt to sort of have matches where he's not going to take one bump or do anything really and so uh, i don't want to see that and really that's the other thing too it's like if brett can't be physically involved or one of those guys can't shit can brett like i don't i don't I don't know what the payoff is other than just to have Bret Hart be involved in the match. Well, I can, I can, you know, we could also meet in the middle because, you know, the, the stadium is a big place. You know, we can have, we can have more spectators. We can have Piper out there. We could have, we can even have Bret Hart out there and like, they don't need to be involved in the match, but say like, you know, Hogan's definitely the heel in my, in my storyline. I didn't really touch on that all that much, but, uh, I, I, you know, you can have them fight on the outside and they just kind of happen to like pass by somebody. There could be like a stare down or maybe like Hogan shoves yeah. Bret Hart on its ass and gets a big boo from the audience. Like nothing like nothing angle uh, forwarding, but just something that, you know, just some just some heat seeking shit. Yeah, uh, just some gog, just some extra gaga to put around. This yeah, but like that. split second, the, though, yeah. just a split second, like nothing, nothing major, because I don't want to take a take away. But I love the fact that all these important people came out to like watch this take place. Yeah, I do like I do really like the idea of that for this match, maybe we're gonna have a legend section section or celebrity legend section. So like we could have Brett and Piper there in the audience. We could have shit. This would have been a good time to drag out the warrior, you know, for for something just to to have an appearance or to cut a promo talking about Austin versus Hogan and you know, his battle with Hogan and 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 uh, I, I love that idea. That idea is the money idea for 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 me 
and your promo. Like those two things are just absolutely the money in this whole of this whole deal. Well, that's all I to got. Make this, yeah, to make <laughs> this be the biggest match of all time and treat it as such. And and even even maybe having Vince go like, wow, you know, I never thought I'd see this day. This, you know, I'm gonna stay out of this. Like it, you know, because this is such a big deal. This is the, you know. You know, I've had my problems with these guys, but I, I, you know, have him even say, "I no outside interference. If you interfere in this match, you're fired." Like it, something like that would be great. I just like this is one time where I want a just super clean finish. One, two, three in the middle of the ring. It's either going to be Stone Cold Stunner or it's going to be leg drop. You know, big boot leg drop. One, two, three. I don't want bullshit around this match. You know, yeah. I want this to be like Rock Aust- or Rock Hogan was. Yeah, actually have Vince admit that this match is bigger than the business. Yes. Yeah, I think that that's that's another uh, see we're riffing and coming up with with more stuff. Uh, this is this is the creative process ladies and gentlemen at work right here. Like we're trying, you know, th- this is how I would envision booking meetings going if we were let's say, you know, going to start a wrestling promotion somewhere down the line well Um, i mean it's awesome because like you're pretty much going with my entire angle aside from blowing up an atv (laughs) well i love yours but i just (laughs) i like the idea of of not necessarily building up this match for a year but having hogan and austin seen together seen together for you know multiple occasions so that we were not I mean, not that we're ever going to forget about it, but I just let, let's just just pull just a little just a little douse on the fire every once in a while, like every couple months. We'll just and I mean, just the big four, the big four pay-per-views. I don't want in, in everything in between. They're apart. It's fine. They're going to have a couple tag matches here just so we get that that Hogan and Austin in a ring together thing. But they're, then they're going to go their separate ways and they're not going to, you know, confront each other ever right? it, until after no way out i think that's oh yeah true. yeah they usually have like wrestlemania press conferences around survivor series you can have a press yeah. conference and just have one reporter because austin and hogan could just be there in promotion and they yeah. one reporter can go you know just like hey right, who, who, who's the biggest star of all time and hulk hogan can give his political answer he's like oh well you know brother well you know you know wwe is its own monster and creates the biggest stars in the world blah 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 blah, blah. yeah but you know if, if you had to pick one you know uh you know, it's it's you know, it's kind of me and maybe you know Austin's a close second, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. What, what? Cl- yeah. Close second? <laughs> and just like, <laughs> and just like, ooh, and then they just don't touch it for a couple months. Just you know, that, that was yeah. just a, a fun little internet thing, and just got a little seed, little seed was planted, and then you know, then we, uh, I, I do like the fact that this match only needs a one month build. You know, we yeah. we just have we just have that promo, and then from February to to WrestleMania, it was in March back then, so we could just yeah. say that. But yeah, one month, four weeks. You know, just segment, uh, just promo segment, build up videos, packages, no blood feud, no running into a semi or an ambulance with a semi, <laughs> no uh, no busting them open. You know, shit. This might be the one WrestleMania Austin WrestleMania match that you know doesn't need blood, but I'll take yeah. it. <laughs> yeah absolutely um i i just yeah for me yeah because i mean see thinking about it now too it, it's it's we agree that we don't need them to touch before this so 
uh, it might be a, a cool idea to have them. Maybe I still have Austin be the one that saves him the night after. But this is also when we kind of began the, the brand split. So we could have put Hogan on SmackDown and, and, and Austin on Raw. And then they wouldn't have been around each other. So we just had that one night where they drank beer and shook hands and everything was cool. And then we don't they, they don't cross paths again until the Royal Rumble. I still would really like the Royal Rumble teaser. Like for me, that's the one thing where I'm like, this would be a really cool thing. And and and, and I, I I could definitely give you the uh, the Bischoff Austin match. So let let's just say if we're gonna go with reality where Ho- where Hogan took the half a year off because of some injuries and whatnot, and and let's just say Austin did decide to go home, well that's fine. I still would like to get that you know the Austin is the one that saves him from the NWO, and then they get drafted to different brands, so then they can't you know cohabitate anymore after that. So we just got that like that little taste of them being in a ring together, but then it's gone. I mean, because in reality, before Mania, Hogan and Austin had a match. <laughs> it was a it was a tag match. It was a, a three on two or whatever it was, or it was a tag. You know, it was wh- wh- who was it? Hogan and Hall or Hogan and Nash or all three of them? It was something. Yeah, it was something. <laughs> it was a fun match. I remember going back and watching it when we were doing the NWO one. I watched quite a bit of. I mean, this one, I watched almost every segment of the uh, the build up to WrestleMania. It was really great. The promos are great. The uh, tag match was was really good, actually. I, I highly recommend people go back and watch the uh, Rock and Austin versus NWO tag match. It's a lot of fun and it's a good match. So, I just yeah, I think it'd be great. Well, here you go, here you go. Here, here's something that I can kind of intertwine our stories together, uh, and I want to get it out before it leaves my brain. Uh, so, Royal Rumble happens. We can have the Austin Hogan tease. Uh, I like the idea of them both getting fucked over, but how about the people that do the fucking over is Vince and Eric, and yeah. then at, and then at No Way Out we get the tag match of the century, the two owners versus the two guys versus yeah, the, the two, two stars, owners, yeah. the two owners versus the two guys up front during the during the Monday Night Wars, uh, teaming up together and facing each other, and then the match ends. It's it's a it's a it's not a bloodbath, but it's definitely a squash match. It's Hogan and uh, and yeah. Austin having their way with the both of them. We could have Linda signing the match because you know why would Vince put himself in this situation? We could just have Linda yeah. coming out and just playing some sort of you know uh, shareholder card and saying Vince has to be in this match with Eric, and you know they get their asses kicked, and then Austin hits the Stone Cold Stunner, and then Hogan just blind tags him and takes the pin. Oh wow! Angle started right there. The angle, yes. the angle has started. Then the next night we have the promo. There we go. Yeah, they don't need to. No betrayal. No leave the apron. No walk off. No like you know beer celebration. Stone Cold Stunner. Uh, just Hogan must pose, and that's like that's like the big criticism. You know. Yeah. No- see, one of the one of the things that I wrote written down in my notes is that is that Hogan is definitely going to be the one that gets the pin in this tag match. And they're going to play Hogan's music after. And even though Austin's in the ring with Hogan, like, and and it's, you know, it's been for the last, you know, five, six, seven, eight years where we go off the air with Austin drinking beer and flipping everyone off and whatever. And that's how we go off the air. And now we're back to Hogan must pose. And so we just get, maybe get a little sideways look from Steve-O like, oh yeah. And I like the idea of the kind of a little bit of a blind tag and then Hogan gets in there and gets the win. I, I, 
I might still have Hogan hit the leg drop and everything. Yes. Um, yes. But uh, yeah, Hogan, I definitely like the idea of the blind tag. Um, and, and then Hogan gets in there and steals the win kind of from Austin, even though it was clear he had the situation under control. Uh, and it was just a matter of time. I like that idea. Uh, and then maybe instead of the stunner, like you said, we go off the air with Hogan most pose and Austin maybe giving him a couple sideways look and still drinking some beer and, and, and all right. Yeah. I like, I, I like that maybe better than a stunner. Although I think the reaction to the stunner, uh, out of nowhere would be amazing. Oh, it would be amazing, so, but man, it's, it's stone cold. Like it's almost like, you know, everyone's waiting for the stunner. Yes. So it's kind of like watching him reluctantly look at Hogan. We have the, the real Americans playing. You know, he's just kind of, he's not having a beer bath, but he is drinking a beer because it's the end of a match, but he's just kind of looking at Hogan all weird. And yeah. then it all just kind of comes out in, in a promo the next night. And then, like, because I don't want, like, any drama, because I do like the idea of after the match, there's a sign of respect. Like, I, I would like to see, you know, Hogan take a beer from Stone Cold. And like maybe Austin teases a stunner, but it's really just more more beer celebration between the two. Yeah, he yeah he does one of those where it's a you know they cheers multiple times and he's dragging it out and it's yeah. going slow and he's just kind of staring off and we all know it could happen, but okay, I'm just gonna drink this beer anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, similar to the Rock Hogan uh, ending where you know Hogan still posed, but you know Rock was the victor. I like the idea of uh, just the idea of Hogan and Austin having a, a beer celebration and their entire drama on the way to the match was all business related, nothing personal. Yeah. Yeah. It really wasn't drama between the two of them. No. Yeah. I like, I, yeah, I like it. I, I just, I feel like there needs to be a little bit of an exclamation point to the, there needs to be something other than just, you know, Hogan tagged himself in maybe to start a scathing promo like that. Like, your promo is so heated and interesting. Like, there's got to be a little bit of conflict and a reason to have that promo be... But it's heated from a business sense. What I think, you, you forget the beginning of the promo, was Vince and Eric. Eric was... Okay, yeah. Yeah, so if you, if you, if you remember, Eric was saying that, you know, uh, he beat Vince with, you know, his ex-toy. And, you know, Vince says, no... You used my ex creation against me, and then I took your trash, his trash being stone cold, and outdid yeah. himself. And, and then that's what pissed them both off and kind of took it out on each other. Yeah. Uh, so, so we've got Vince and Eric arguing over, you know, uh, how great a businessman they are. And then Hogan, I think, is the the logical choice to come out first there. Yeah. Because realistically, he made both of the things happen. So, like, yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, Hogan can come out real quick and be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know what, Vince? Like, you know, uh, yeah, you put WrestleMania together, but I'm the one who made it successful. I'm the one who main evented the first eight WrestleManias. Like, I, you know, I can't, I, I, I was there with you. Yeah, it's your company, but you couldn't have built it without me, da, 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 da. And then he could cut something, say something similar to Bischoff. It's like, you took over a company that was siphoning, that was losing money hand over fist, you know, and and then you signed me, and all of a sudden you 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 became profitable, and then you know NWO happened, and it became the biggest wrestling promotion in the history of the world, you know, and we kicked Vince's ass together, you know. Either way, I was there for that, 
and then Austin could come out and do, you know, do his side like, hey, well, that's nice, buddy, but guess what? Uh, you killed the, you killed this company, uh, and it was down in the dregs, and we were about to go out of business, and then uh, I got hot here, bud. <laughs> yep. And and I sold more T-shirts than you ever did, and all this stuff. Yeah, I like that. It's just kind of as far as like, whoa, 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 hold on there, cowboy. Let me let's. <laughs> Yeah, it all develops in one promo. Like everyone's kind of cool, but then like Eric and Vince start their shit, and then like Hogan and Hogan and Austin start start feeling some type of way, and then start like putting, you know, some yes, heat, some yes. heat on each other, and yeah, like start like what, jabs well, at each other well, a little bit. Well, hey, wait a minute now. Like, what are you yeah. trying to say, bitch? <laughs> and then it would be even great. You could cut to like a, in the ring where Bischoff and Vince kind of look at each other and. Give each other a little wink. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You smell that, Eric? I smell money. Controversy creates cash, boss. And they hug. Yeah! <laughs> they sweep it all under the rug. Yeah, I, I just... Yeah, I like the idea. I This is one of those times where, like you said, you know, uh, one of them's going to kind of be the heel here. I don't think we need a heel here. I don't think we need a heel turn. I, I think we need... This needs to be about, you know, just proving who the best it ever is is what this match is. So either way, I think we're both kind of right around that being the major focus here. So if we want to pull off any physicality before Mania, I'm okay with that. I, I like the slow build and, the, and you know, the story aspects and then just finally them having a big blow off when they finally touch. Because, uh, you know, when I was when I was younger, like all the physicality leading up to the, the Hogan-Rock match just kind of took me out of it, especially when the match, like, actually ended up happening. And like all the cheers for Hogan were happening, I was like, "Motherfucker yeah. just attempted murder two weeks ago." Right. Well, yeah. There's that. Well, see, I was okay with that stuff. Like, you know, the attempted murder is a bit overkill, but I like I, you know, as quickly as they had to heat up the NWO because they really they debuted at No Way Out the year before, um, you know, perfect NWO at the NWO pay per view, perfect. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, but so they didn't have a lot of time to throw it together, so they had to jump right into crazy heat. And so that was fun. I'm glad, uh, you know, I, I was okay with that. I didn't like the fact that they had a match before Mania. I remember at the time hating that, and I still hate it, but at, going back, you know, just not outside of the bubble of when it's happening, that tag match is great. It's really a great tag match, and people should go watch it, especially, you know, maybe some tag teams today should go watch that match and see what they did and see how hot the crowd was and how insane it was. And they didn't do a whole hell of a lot uh, other than just kind of brawling and just being intense and, and, and never stopping. So, Most definitely. I'm going to fire off the storyline and you let me know if I fuck something up. So it sounds like to me we are starting at the Royal Rumble. I mean, uh, on the way to the Royal Rumble, we can have some WrestleMania press where we can have a little, little subtle like reporter question jabs at who's the best wrestler ever, but they never, they never revisit it again. And then the Royal Rumble happens. We see the two in the ring. Gaga happens. Vince and Eric fuck them over. We have the bosses versus the soldiers at, at No Way Out. And, you know, we have the big promo before that or after that, however however we get there, whatever the order is. But we have that promo. We have that tag match. And then we have the big blow-off at WrestleMania 19 with all the spectators in place. You know, we, we brought off a lot of names, but I, I think that they're all invited. You know, Hart, Piper, uh, Mr. T, uh, Mike Tyson. Everyone is in attendance just watching this unfold. And, uh, yeah, we both said Austin's going over. I, I kind of went a little detailed on the finish itself, but that doesn't really matter. The The fact of the matter is we uh, 
we have an ending of WrestleMania. Well, we never really said that this was the main event. It's got to be the main event, right? Uh, I would. I mean, for me, if we have the book, I mean, we saw what happened at at WrestleMania 18. Okay. Like, oh, we yeah, saw yeah. what happened there. So I think we've definitely learned from that mistake now. And definitely Hogan Austin is closing the show at 19. And, and, and Angle and Brock can have the match, two matches before that, and we'll throw that women's title match in between like they did in that era. And with the benefit of hindsight, I would very much rather ha- go off the air with uh, Hogan and Austin with a beer celebration rather than a concussed Brock uh, celebrating his championship win after that shooting star press. <laughs> yes, after the shooting star miss. Yeah, yeah. Well, wow. shit, that sounds like a historic moment to me. Man, 2003 would have been a winner and then some. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 it, it's one of the, you know, the, the, the crazy thing is to me that, that when it comes down to it, like three of the biggest matches that we never got that we could have, like obviously the Eddie and Sean one, it was one we wanted, but just, you know, things happened, unfortunately. Um, we were going to get that match, but all of the match, the kind of dream matches revolve around Hogan. It's like we didn't get Hogan and Brett. We didn't get Hogan and Flair at WrestleMania 8. And we never got the Hogan-Austin one. And I think it's one of those, to- one of those times where Hogan gets a bad rap. Um, I don't think he was the one going like, I don't want to work with the nature boy Ric Flair at WrestleMania 8. I think it just came down to house show performances of their matches weren't going so great and so they changed plans and it had nothing to do with politics just that they thought that Sid and Hogan was going to be a bigger draw than Flair and Hogan for whatever reason and and you know the thing with Brett there's both sides of that story how you know Hogan and uh, we know that it was an idea because we have those pictures of Hogan and Brett playing tug of war with the belt uh, for the SummerSlam promo like that happened so, like, I tend to want to believe Bretton here where, you know, Hogan did an end around and changed it, so he lost to Yoko. Um, but, yeah, the, the Austin was definitely the driving force between or behind Hogan-Austin not happening. And so it's a little bit unfortunate that Hogan gets such a bad rap sometimes, but, you know. Oh, yeah, uh, it's, it's never talked about how difficult Austin was. I mean, come on, he took his ball and went home because he didn't want to do the favors for Brock Lesnar on, because of a story that w- there was no buildup. And in a lot of ways, he's right. But you fast forward to August, and Hulk Hogan, the immortal Hulk Hogan, gets eaten alive by Brock Lesnar with zero buildup. And it was a big, it was a big moment for him. They were, they were doing the fast track storyline for him to win the title that year, and you were just going to be part of the journey. It wasn't going to hurt you at all. No. No, but I can see Austin's point about leaving money on the table necessarily not building that up. So, But, yeah, I, I was just going to say that was one of the things when I was going through the notes. Hogan did nothing but lose matches in 2003. Yeah, like, yeah, he won the one, two title matches, but every other match he lost. He tapped out to Kurt Angle, ladies and gentlemen. So yeah. the idea that Hogan wouldn't have done the job to Austin is just ridiculous. No, it, it would. It definitely would have happened, but the fact of the matter is that this match was supposed to take place in WrestleMania 19, but the fact that Austin got some unfortunate news and this was going to be his last match and it was only he and The Rock knew... Uh, he chose The Rock to be his last match and didn't, you know, didn't want his last match to be doing the favors for Hogan, you know, because yeah. that just that just shouldn't be how the story is written in his eyes. And you know what? In my eyes, too. Like, 
you're going to have Austin's last match being beaten by Hulk Hogan. That's pretty much just saying that, you know, the the old guard will always be on top. And it, there's never, you know, it doesn't matter what, what we are now or what we're going to be. Everybody before before then is the real stars. And look, <laughs> and we're we're talking about we're talking about that, but that's really the state of the business today. Otherwise, we'll. You know. Oh yeah, because we're sitting here talking about Stone Cold Steve Austin and Hogan instead of anything that's happening right now. Yeah, and Goldberg's <laughs> third Saudi Arabia appearance. <laughs> yes. So well, but I mean, I, it. I I know we're going long today, but that's just that's the conversation we've been having for the last year. Really, is just that. WWE hasn't created stars in a really, really long time. And, and so that's kind of what the state of the business is right now. That's like as much as people want to talk about all the, you know, the streaming services and there's 150 cable channels and da, 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 whatever, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. What it really comes down to is the product is not as good. There, nobody's as big a star as they were 30 years ago or even 20 years ago, let alone 60 years ago when, like gorgeous George was the most popular athlete on the entire planet. You know, it's insane for people to pretend that the state of the wrestling business with low ratings and less interest has anything but to do with the bad booking of WWE and lack of star power. Yep. It's unfortunate, but Hey, we're, we're on the upswing. We're, we're enjoying wrestling a lot more now, and we're on the road to WrestleMania, and we are right in the middle of WrestleMania month, and the next two weeks are going to be a banger, ladies and gentlemen, because we are running the brackets again, and yes. it's going to be WrestleManias as a whole. What's the greatest WrestleMania of all time? We're going to discuss it. We don't have a third man yet, but we will, and it'll be a surprise. Correct. Yes, we're still working on it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I have a few ideas, um, but uh, we'll see how it goes. I'm going to get on the phone as soon as we get off of this and uh, try to solidify, I guess. Maybe announcement coming throughout the week. Uh, we had uh, we should talk about our uh, contest, you know. <laughs> uh, we the, I just want to say, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for the huge response. And uh, the, the our following has basically doubled in the last couple of weeks since we, we you know, did our, our contest and, and we had the giveaway. Um so great idea, Ron. Thank you for for putting that together for us. Oh so. well, thank you. And it's not over yet because we have another contest in the works. But we need your help. We are on the road to try to get to 500 followers, and I know that's a big ask, but it's what we have in store on the agenda. We want to get there, and once we get there, we're going to reveal what we're giving away next. And as you probably can tell, it's another Funko Pop. But I love Funko Pops. <laughs> I have a big collection myself, and, you know, all the best ones are the wrestling ones. And we are giving away another wrestling one, and I can't wait to show you all what it's going to be, but we need you to contribute. Get on our podcast page. Review us. Tell us we suck. Tell us we're awesome. Make sure they're five stars, though. You can give us five stars, but tell us we suck. As long as they see five stars. That's all I care yes, about. Yes, please. Please, please, please. <laughs> and then, you know, tag your wrestling friends. We know you have them. Tag your wrestling friends in all of our posts. Uh, say we're funny. Say we suck. Hey, so, you know, that's how I like to uh, recommend shows to people. Hey, put this in your ears. It sucks. You know, it, it's <laughs> it's it's how I recommend everything, which is probably why no one takes my suggestions seriously. It's kind of like recommending a match to Cole. <laughs> oh, well, yes, that's another that's a continuing saga that we'll have to pick up another day because we are absolutely out of time today. Uh, we went a little long, uh, but it's Rock and Austin, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> saying rock hulk hogan steve austin they deserve night so 
for Ron Kilborn. I am your host, Cole Dawson, saying thank you. We love you and good night. Oh my God, Hogan's back. Thanks for listening. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at Creative Team Pod or just the Creative Team on Facebook. Follow Cole Dawson on Twitter and Instagram at Cole2130 and follow yours truly on Instagram or Twitter at Ron for Your Life. Number four, we'll see you next week on another episode of The Creative Team.